0: Chapel Gone get married. Going to the chapel and we're
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics. Whether you're planning a wedding or whether you are in the wedding industry, this show will give you tips, advice, and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. Hope everybody's having a good day out there today. I am Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service DJ entertainment company with offices in Atlanta, Georgia, and Dallas, Texas, and I'm joined by my very talented wedding planner friend, Abby Hillis with ACH Events. Hi, Abby.
2: Hello, good morning, afternoon, whatever time it is that you're listening, I am Abby and I'm the founder and owner of ACH Events based out of Austin, Texas, but we travel everywhere and we just like to make sure that your day is uh, perfect and intimate and that the planning process is catered to you specifically and not fit into a specific box or way that we do it. So uh, welcome and thanks for joining us, guys. We're so excited.
1: Absolutely, and Abby, we got a great show today. We're gonna to talk about the impact of uh, COVID has had on the wedding industry. We did a COVID episode that people can go back if, if you're doing the podcast, by the way, um, you can listen to Wedding Pro Radio on any podcast platform and just type in Wedding Pro Radio. And episode one of the show, we actually talked about that so we covered a lot of the COVID topics, but we're going to talk about how all this is going to affect the industry down the road and what yes. we think some of the changes are going to be. And um, I know Abby and I have some some good advice on that, some thoughts on that. Um, before we do that though, we want to thank our sponsors, the Phoenix Radio Network and Big Talk Radio Del Marva. The Phoenix Radio Network actually runs our show and it runs it um, three times a week. So they listen to, they do it live on Wednesdays at 3 pm. And then they do it Saturdays and Sundays at noon. So you get three opportunities to listen to it on the Phoenix Radio Network. Big Talk Radio Del Marva runs it on the weekends at the same times 12 noon on Saturday and 12 noon on Sunday. Uh, to listen to the Phoenix Radio Network, go to PhoenixRadio.net and click on their player, and you can listen to the show live. Also, want to thank our sponsors, ACH Events, which is Abby's company, Black Tie Events, and DJ Songlist, which is a great planning tool, which will help you. Um, cover all your planning needs for music. You can look up songs on the app and then actually email a list to your planner, to your DJ, to your friends in the wedding party for them to look over. And uh, absolutely, uh, it's a great must have if you're planning a wedding. So Abby, let's talk about the COVID thing a little bit. Let me get your thoughts on, on generally how you think it's affected us so far besides us not having any events. Um, and events really slowing down. Um, Now, of course, that's picking up a little bit with the vaccine getting rolled out and we're kind of getting into the herd immunity part of it, but um, just wanted to pick your brain about that.
2: Yeah, and I I think for context too, I wanna make sure everyone knows I am in Texas. So obviously um, Texas has been very uh, quick to open back up and keep things going, and um, you as know, as Georgia,
1: as has Georgia. as has Georgia. Yeah. So
2: we're coming, we're coming from states and um, in, in industries where we're, you know, our we're, our government's really trying to get us back up and running. So, you know, honestly, right now, it's almost as if you, you know we're at a new, different normal, but like kind of getting back. Where there's a ton of bookings coming in and things are like really going crazy. I think someone even referred to it the other day that I was at an event and they said, you know, it's like a wedding boom that's going on. Um, And but the thing is, is it's just different. And um, I I realize that it's different specifically because I have a, a new gal on my team who I'm just kind of, you know, walking through our processes and getting her up to speed on how you know we plan. And we like to, you know, do the client experience and I'm just realizing that it's just so different when we're even just reaching out and getting consultations and booking with clients and inquiries and like that whole process right now than yeah. it was a year ago. Um, people yeah, are not, acting differently, needing yeah. different things. Yep. It's crazy.
1: And not a lot of meetings in person anymore. I mean, I used to, I used yeah. to do meetings yeah. all the time and now it's either Zoom or phone and as a matter of fact, um, you and I can talk about that because we had a really good uh, conversation last week with uh, Natasha Bracken, with Natasha Bracken Events, mm-hmm. and we talked about how um, a lot of the personal aspect in planning is kind of gone out the window because people want to do it via text or via email, and there's not as much phone um Phone transaction or even meeting face to face to to plan this stuff and to even get a feel for the vendor and and what they can do for you and you know make sure you guys mesh personality wise.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, right? Because you know, for me, driving to some of the venues, it's an hour drive there and an hour drive home. So for an hour meeting, I'm committing three hours of time, and I know it's similar for you too. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice sometimes because it's like, okay, well, I don't have to drive all the way out to the venue, and that saves me a couple hours. But at the same time. I'm relying either on a phone call or Zoom to get my personality across, to mm-hmm. build trust to build respect, to build re- repertoire you know like all the things that, especially as planners and you know if I'm playing a bigger role in the wedding planning process with the clients it's it's hard and you know for you to just be able to like I feel like DJ's a little bit different because there's a lot right at the beginning you book, you kind of get your feet you know under them and like help them get them going and right. then you don't really talk to them until like you know, a couple months out. And right. so you're, you're trying to hope that in that very beginning process, you've built enough trust that, you know, it's going to last until, you know, most times probably close to like eight to eight months to a year. Right. Um, and so it's just, yeah, for both of us who are much more like people, people that like to like have in-person conversations yeah. and do that type of thing. It's definitely been a shift in challenging us on like, on how to still cater to you know these people that are inquiring and want to you know hire us for their services, or for our services, but also like still make sure they get our experience that we want them to have, you
1: right. know. <laughs> yep, yep, I agree. It's,
2: it's hard. It's been hard right now.
1: <laughs> well, and and you know, I talked to a client the other day who um, who said that you know what they liked was the personal aspect of talking to me, me talking them through everything that's going to happen, explaining our process and how we thought about it, and how we approached the event. And you can't get that from a text. I mean, a lot of people are doing these transactions via text, and you can't get any of that. Um, Some of them will say to me, well, I saw a video of them. Well, let me uh, open everybody's eyes a little bit that is a bride or a groom looking at a video of a wedding vendor. Videos can be, ask any movie producer, videos can be edited to show whatever they want to show right it, it isn't a true representation of what's going on it's a true representation of how good the editing was in the video and i'll give you a perfect perfect example of that we have a dj here locally who um i'm not going to name names but is not a very good dj but has <laughs> a, but, but has a phenomenal video probably spent 10 grand in production the one party that where he probably got people dancing the whole year filmed that, had edited it up, and it, it looks phenomenal. But it's not a true representation of the job right. he does. And, you know, you know, you talk to anybody at any venue that's worked with him here in the city, and they will they will tell you the exact same thing. So I think that personal relationship that we're losing with COVID um, needs to come back a little bit. And I don't know how we do that. And we probably can't do that until, you know, a year or two down the road but if you guys get the opportunity even if it's just doing a zoom meeting or talking to somebody on the phone don't rely just on text and email and i think that's one of the big downfalls of what's happened with covid
2: i would i would agree and you know there's there's some other things i put um a post out to the the austin wedding community and just wanted to ask you know from their perspective what were they seeing and how did they see the indus- industry shifting and changing and you know where are we going from here and i, I think that in addition to that, making sure that you're, you're, I mean, this is an investment and I would say people are even more aware that this is an investment now than it was a year ago because there's been all these stories that have, you know, made the media and the news of I've lost, you know, X amount of money due to cancellations. My vendors aren't giving me my money back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I think like, As much as I could ask anyone who's planning a wedding to step into this mentality, is don't step into it jaded and feeling like you have to constantly defend yourself. Step into it just as you would have prior to COVID, and you're going to have a way better experience. Yeah, I agree. um, Then feeling like, I just kind of feel like some people are coming in and they're just so terrified to sign contracts and so terrified to pay people money because they're just so, you know, it is unknown and we're getting new strands. And so people are like, how do we handle that? And how do we prep for that? But I think what everyone's forgetting is we've have a year behind us now of at least getting some knowledge of how this whole thing's working and yeah. what we can do and what works and masks are working and things like that. So we know what we need to do to move forward. So still try to come into the conversations with vendors, um, you know, a little bit more at ease and just make sure that prior to stepping into those conversations, you've you've vetted a good, you know, two to three people to talk to. That you know that are going to stay, that they have really strong reviews, they've been in business a while, um, you know, because that alone is going to give you the upper hand in making sure that you're taken care of.
1: Yeah, I agree. And the other thing is that we've learned how to be safe with this. So again, you talked yeah, about uh, exactly. you talk about having faith and trust in your vendors. The vendors aren't going to let you down. I mean, we're all wearing masks. We're all hand sanitizing. Uh, food prep is totally different than what it used to be. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, you see plexiglass barriers between the yep. guests and the food. You actually, rather than people going through a buffet where they're uh, handling the utensils and serving themselves, you actually have servers back there that are uh, doing the plates for them to keep them mm-hmm. safe on that end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, people are spacing out. So I think that's going to be a trend that's going to continue to happen. Um, yep. The, you, you know, there's so many different things that we're learning. Um, I think probably the biggest one for the immediate future is that that things are going to be downsized. I, I, I don't think, uh, I, my guess is I probably won't have a 250, 300 person wedding um, at all this year. And I think everything's going to be scaled down.
2: But you know, and I think the biggest thing that I want to share about where I feel like the industry is going is that it's back to focusing on the things that matter. Yeah like a wedding I you know between the boom so I'm like thinking about even 10 years leading up to to this past year right of you know we're having the boom of social media and of Pinterest and this influx of ability to just see all these a million different ideas that you can do for your wedding and making it your own and how can you DIY certain things and what can you outsource and what are new vendors that are coming into the market that are doing something new and unique Uh, Like speaking of a white castle bounce house, which is now being rented out as like a wedding bounce house. And like, that's a thing, you know, so we're we're constantly (laughs) cool.
1: That's actually yeah. And they're they're
2: classy because it's white. Yeah. It's so it's so wedding like anyways, but you like there's new people constantly coming in because we're seeing like weddings are leaning away from tradition and more into how can we be unique and how can we play into our personal, you know, likes and dislikes and things like that. Um, but I think the coolest thing about what this whole last year has done for weddings is it's refocused everyone yeah. You know, I, it's so nice to have conversations with clients where they're like Well, you know, it doesn't really matter exactly how the menu's laid on the plate because it just needs to get there I just want people to know that they're, what they're eating and before That conversation could have been a 45-minute call on how we want to do a place setting, right? You know and not that a place setting doesn't matter. It does matter and I'm really big into aesthetics, but when you're looking at like all of the things of all the decisions that you have to make in a wedding, you really do have to like pick and choose where you wanna put your energy. And I just feel like a lot of people's energy is going to the right places and it's kind of refreshing. It's like, hey, let's not forget what a whole wedding is meant to do. It's supposed to like make sure that you two guys are getting married. And you know, once we get you married, we have all these people here that are gonna be supporting you. And you know, that's what a wedding and a party is supposed to be about. And I feel like we're going back to that smaller. You know, the guests who are not your twice-removed aunt and uncle, you know? I I don't know. I I think that there's like a lot of good things coming out of it, too.
1: Yeah, and I was going to hit on that point. You you nailed it on that one. You know, with the intimacy, you're getting people that really matter at your event. Mm -hmm. You know, people that want to love and support you, and not just inviting your your dad's boss because you have to invite your dad's boss because you think it's the thing to do. You're getting people that really matter at your wedding, and I think... Um, You know The positives that have come out of this are the great thing, and that's what everybody should embrace. They should embrace the positives of of this, the fact that they're getting to get married and and getting to spend the rest of their life with somebody that they truly love and have the people that they truly love around them to support them in this whole process. And that's what the focus needs to be on. And um, I think you're right. I think COVID has brought it right back around to that.
2: Yeah, and I think I think it's been a struggle, and I, you know, for anyone planning a wedding, also understanding like us as as vendors, we've had to basically relearn our jobs yeah. in a completely different way, and that's a hard thing to do. And you know, I, I'm sure it's our industry is not the only industry that's like that, um, but I think that sometimes it's it's hard from the 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 client's perspective to recognize also what we're having to go through and work through, right. and like even right now, I think any vendor in any state and in any city can testify. That all of the postponements from last spring are going. on, A lot of them are going on right now. In addition to us trying to maintain our books for a normal year, right? So those weekends that we probably would have had off, or would have been like a slower weekend, we're pretty much not even getting a break right now. And so people are responding less quickly. um, And and I'm noticing that like clients are still, or potential clients are still expecting like an insane rapid response, but us vendors are over here still trying to pick up the pieces and make sure everyone from last year still gets the wedding that they wanted and they needed um, this year. And so, you know, working through trying to get through probably depending on when your seasons are in with your, with the weather and your, your market, um, you know, getting through your busy season so that we can kind of almost hit a reset button and be like, okay, now we're kind of coasting back again to where we're not dealing with a million postponements and we're, we're all kind of like back to just, I keep saying like a new normal, but at least like a, a new calmer normal, I would say, and just learning the new shifts and the new ways of the business.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I think that, uh, that the other interesting point that people can take away from this, um, if you're trying to plan a wedding and you're doing it in 2021, just know that most of that is push weddings from 2020. So availability Mm -hmm. is a lot, a lot different. Um, If you if you are listening to this show and you are still planning a wedding for 2021, um, you want to be flexible on the date. You maybe do a Friday or Sunday. We talked about that, Um, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, or even think about 2022. I know that we're already booking uh, like crazy for 2022, and it's way earlier than it typically is. Um, So. You know, the, those, are, those are things that if you're thinking about doing a wedding in 2021, you should, you should take a look at. But, you know, the great thing about this, Abby, is that you and I can look at it and come away with the positives in it and not focus on the negatives. And I think that's what every bride and groom or couple needs to focus on in this is the positives in it and uh, the way that the vendors have learned to pivot and work through yep. it and keep everybody safe and move on and still have a fantastic day.
2: Well, I'm, you know, it's just, it's like anything else in history. There's things that happen that make us change and adapt and have to move forward. And it's just going to be, you know, kind of interesting to see how the history of like weddings and the way that we do things is affected by this, but it's, it doesn't have to be an awful thing. We all like, don't like change, but you know, I, I think that there's some really phenomenal weddings coming out of all of this. I'm loving my weddings that I'm doing right now. They're, you know, a hundred people or less and there's just a complete different energy and and the clients are completely different on their wedding day. They're just very at peace and, you know, go with the flow. And I think because we've all had to do that this last year, it's just like, let's just keep doing it. And like, let's not focus on the things that don't need, you know, our negative attention. And I, I don't know, I think we can use this as a, as a growth opportunity and a positive thing right. um, and just be excited about looking forward to the future of, you know, these cooler, more intimate, more extravagant in some ways, because um, there's more budget for the like the design aspect of it. So I, I think that there's a learning curve for sure for on the vendor side, but you know, some really cool things to come from all of this for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think we probably should have titled this segment the evolution of the wedding industry because that's what <laughs> yeah. we've all had to do is evolve. Yeah.
0: We had yeah. to learn a Very new true.
1: way to do our craft. And um, you hit on a great point on the fact that people seem to be happier at these. And I think it's just because they're able to do it. They're able to pull it off. They didn't think they were going to be able to. And with the experience of, of what everybody's learned, we're pulling weddings off. Look, I, yeah. you and I talked uh, before we came on the show. I mean, we have I have a packed weekend this weekend, and I'm getting a lot mm-hmm. of last-minute stuff where people are calling, yep. still looking for available dates in May and in June, which is right around the corner. So. Um, I
2: know isn't that crazy yeah. the last minute inquiries have been insane
1: yeah I, I, insane. I think I got four this week for stuff that's within in a couple of months out so uh, yep and it yep. almost never happens like that
2: and so if guys if you are booking something last minute I know Rich touched on this you guys the first thing you should do is just fire away and try to get every single vendor booked that you can yep, if absolutely. you're doing something last minute because it's we're, it's tough right now our calendars are tight
1: yep they are tight but some people do still have availability so just yeah. reach out to a couple yep. of different people um you know we always recommend the uh, use your planner or your venue as a good starting point with who the vendors yes. are that you want to reach out to so exactly. make, make that but yeah lock them in as soon as you can especially if it's right around the corner because there's a lot to do between now and then and uh, mm-hmm. you're working with an accelerated timeline yep
2: yep exactly
1: perfect well great segment abby so if you want to get a question to abby and i we're going to do a question coming up after the break um, from rachel in memphis tennessee You email us, uh, I am Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. Abby is Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. We're going to come back after the break and do the question from Rachel in uh, Memphis and then also our wedding trend of the week. And we'll be right back right after this with more Wedding Pro Radio.
3: DJ Song list is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be.
4: ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding.
1: Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770 582 0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So glad you guys tuned in. Talked a little bit uh, earlier in the show about the evolution of the wedding industry and how things have changed during COVID. And um, if you guys get a chance, go back and re listen to the front part of the show uh, through podcast. You can do that um, either at weddingproradio.com or any podcast platform. Just search Wedding Pro Radio there's some great information and abby and i uh really dive into uh, what we think is going to happen and uh, how the industry has changed and actually give you a positive spin on that on uh, the positive stuff that's done so uh, i think everybody will enjoy that abby Mm-hmm. for sure so we're going to do our question the question is from rachel in memphis Tem- tennessee and she has a question about how to pay for the wedding abby she says that they got engaged and they're starting the planning process And uh, they were wondering how to navigate multiple people paying and helping them pay. And that is great advice because, um, especially these days, it's not so much a traditional way of doing it where it used to be the bride's family paid for the wedding day, groom's family paid for the rehearsal dinner, and it was done. Um, These days, I think you have a lot of mixed paying where where both the parents kind of assume the totality of the bill. And also bride and groom are picking up some of that, too.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think that this is a great question for that exact reason because there's tradition and like we just talked about how there's always going to be wedding tradition, but there's just so many things shifting and changing as yeah. you know, the world, you know, grows and changes and so yeah, I mean, I think this is a great question, Rachel. I'm so glad that you asked it. You know, it's it's interesting to navigate and money is always an interesting conversation no matter which way you spin it. So, um I'd love to give you guys some some advice and Rich feel free to chime in as well but I I would say the best thing that you can do is anyone who's contributing financially if you can have some sort even if it's you know has to be three separate conversations but make sure that there are direct conversations on here's what we're looking to spend for the entire wedding here's where we feel like this falls in line with what you're wanting to offer or let's pick and choose uh, these two different vendors or um, you know maybe it's the groom's family wants to take care of the um, the entertainment and maybe the uh, bar and the alcohol. Or maybe it's they're giving an X amount and they're just handing the cash over to the couple getting married and then you're navigating that. So there's a, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about doing it. But I think the biggest thing that you need to do is sit down and whether you have a planner or there's even planners that do consultations of just helping you build out a budget. Right. And understanding like what to expect in each vendor category. And and then once you've got that kind of figured out and you have an overall cost, you can look at okay, if this um, this side of the parents are gonna pay, you know, X amount and this side of the parents are gonna pay X amount. Um, if we wanna have a certain styled wedding that have certain things that we want and need, we're gonna need to, you know, contribute. 10 grand of our money to this and that's going to give us what we want. And you can kind of start from the beginning and outline what that looks like. Um, I would say the biggest thing that you should try to stray away from is just saying we don't have a budget because you're going to struggle the entire planning process being unsure of where to draw the line with vendors on what you want to go above and beyond for and what you need to just stay within line of the budget with. And I see that a lot with clients. We're like, well, we don't really have a budget. You know, we're just trying, and it's, it ends up just making everything a lot harder than if you can kind of set yourself some boundaries.
1: Well, and, um, and you know what, Abby, I'm going to chime in here real quick. Yeah. I, I think not having a budget will hurt you in the long run because you don't don't have any numbers that you're trying to work within. So you're going to end up spending a lot more in the long run by not having a budget than if Correct. you set a budget and say, I'm going to work everything within it. So, I mean, it's just basic economics. If you, you don't have any budget to work with, you're going to keep spending and spending and spending.
2: Yeah, it's just like a personal budget, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Like same Same thing, exactly. So I, I would say before you do anything, it should be at least established of a, an, an estimated amount of what you think it's going to, to get what you want is what it's going to cost. And then from there, you can either break it down and say, okay, they're just adding money to the pile and then we take care of the rest or on either side. Or we say, okay, this this set of parents is going to take care of Catering venue and flowers. And then this set of parents is going to take care of entertainment, um, alcohol and rehearsal dinner, whatever. And mm-hmm. you break it up that way. Um, but all of that to also recommend, to keep all contracts in the people who are getting married's name. You know, you always want to make sure that at the end of the day, the two people that are getting married are the ones that are on the contracts and that they're the ones that are um, signing everything because they're ultimately the client. Um, but the parents can always like, I have no problem sending an email to a parent who needs to pay an invoice or however it is, if it's an uncle, whoever it is helping. Um, but you know, making sure that you're being very clear in your communication as you decipher who's going to pay for what.
1: Well, and you know, you brought up a great point about having the contract in the Brian Gruden's name. And one of the things I think that does is alleviates, uh, questions and who the boss is that day hundred um, percent. If everything is in the mom's name, then do you go to her for advice because she's footing the bill and she mm-hmm. gets to actually have input in that? Or do you go to the bride because it's her day? You know, it avoids that conflict of who you should actually be working with that day and who's calling the shots. Absolutely. And, and I think that's that's huge. So I, I guess what we're saying um, for you, Rachel, is there a couple of different ways to do it. I like the idea that Abby has about splitting different duties up, like uh, having somebody pay for the entertainment in the bar and somebody else doing the florist and the the catering. Um, Just know that whoever is going to be doing footing the bill for the catering and the venue is probably going to have the biggest chunk of money to shell out because I think Abby and I did a show uh, not too long ago where 40%, 45% of your budget Uh is food. So um, know that that's going to be the big one.
2: And doing it that way too is a great way to bring people into it like if you've got a parent who's super eager and wants to be a part of the planning process you know give them something that maybe is lower on your care list of I have another word for it but I'm not gonna say it on here but um, the effort bucket is what I call it because it you know if there's something that's on that list that you can you know say hey what are your thoughts and ideas and you can designate that and bring them into it it's a great way to also Designating it that way is a great way to bring those parents kind of into the conversation and feel like they're helping
1: too. Well, and they want to help, you know. And yeah. most, most times they want to help. They want to pitch in and, and help you pull off exactly. A great day. So you know, take exactly. it, take advantage of that. Um, so it's not as traditional anymore. Also, I, I see Abby a lot more. Bride and grooms in a, a good portion of the bill for this, so they're they're putting money away for it as well. It's not traditionally like it used to be, where it was the parents covering everything. So
2: oh, that's such a good point. Thank you for touching on that because yeah. I, I think too it's easy I have multiple clients that are paying for it themselves and I think it's easy to just um, one cut a super super strict budget and not get certain things that you want so you kind of want to walk a very fine line of not like being a little bit lenient on you know maybe if you need to go over a little bit just to get the things that you want so because right. it is your wedding day and you should have what you want right but then also not splurging to the fact of like maybe you're paying for a wedding instead of buying a house like you know Navigate that line, and maybe yeah. it's, uh, you know, saving a little bit of what you were going to use for the wedding to go towards a down payment on a home or something like that. Um, but being a little bit I have some clients are super rigid when it comes to them paying it on for themselves, and then other clients who are like, we don't really have a plan, and then it ends up being like an excessive amount. So, yeah, I, that's also a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up.
1: Yeah, no problem. And just so you guys know, Abby and I did a show where we talked about. Average cost of a wedding, um, I think it came down to thirty three thousand dollars nationwide. So that is a big investment, guys. So huge.
2: Um, yeah,
1: y- y- you gotta you gotta navigate that correctly. Um, Abby and I are always big proponents of paying a little bit extra to have a wedding professional because it's going to make your day so much easier. Mm-hmm. But there are other little ways that you can na- navigate to to cut down costs besides, um, you know, scrimping on a wedding planner or your entertainment or your photographer. So mm-hmm. um, you know there are ways to navigate that, and you know maybe that's maybe that's a show that we do down the road. Abby is where we say, yeah, here, here are some other ways to save money. And you gave a great suggestion last week. As a matter of fact, um, uh, the repurposing flowers. Yeah, and you, you yeah. know what? It, it's funny that it came up this week. I have a we have a couple of weddings this weekend, and two of them are at the same venue. And I was talking to the wedding planner and she said that the brides, the two brides, two different girls on Saturday and Sunday got together and picked like kind of like matching colors that they both agreed on. And they're going to repurpose the whole flowers for the whole weekend. So from one oh, wedding to the next wedding.
2: Oh my gosh. And, and they're they split, saving probably a buku's of money. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: And they split the cost. So, um, yeah, that's you, awesome. you know, little things like that and, uh, th- that'll help you and immensely with everything. So yeah. So, Rachel, that was a very long-winded answer because Abby (laughs) and I like to talk quite a bit, but we have a lot of great information there for you, so uh, we hope that helped. Uh, um, Next up, Abby, we are doing our wedding trend. What wedding trend are we going to talk about this week?
2: Yes, so super quick wedding trend, but I just wanted to enlighten all of you out there that are wanting to add greenery to your wedding the big greenery like everyone wants to use is called eucalyptus right those are the more like dusty green leaves that we see there's a couple variations of eucalyptus there's seeded eucalyptus baby eucalyptus um willow eucalyptus so but it all kind of falls into the same family and although eucalyptus smells amazing and it does a great job at being greenery and wedding i want to let all of you know that there are also other greeneries that do a great job at fulfilling the greenery role in weddings Um, And I'm going to throw out some names to you guys that are really making um, an appearance. One of them you've probably seen a ton of, which is called Smilax. And that's what if you've seen pictures on Pinterest or the Internet or Instagram of some greenery, like it looks like it's like a vine crawling up the wall. Right. And that is called Smilax. So that comes in like bags or boxes um, with your florist. And they basically have to unwind the vines and they kind of pick and choose and they kind of let them do their own thing. So Smilax is great for like installs, like for ceremonies, um, it can also be really good to clip some of it off to put in bouquets and just arrangements in general, um, and great for table greenery as well. But there's also Ruscus and there's two different kinds that I really like to use, it's, there's Israeli and Italian Ruscus, it's a brighter green leaf, it kind of goes to the same family as Smilax um, in terms of like the coloring. And um, it's really strong and sturdy, so you can use it for height, and um, it's also great for laying on tables as well. We're seeing a lot more palms. Um, palms is a fun, like, except for, especially for summers. Um, there's hops, there's tons of vines, there's textures. You guys, go on Pinterest and type in different types of greenery for weddings, and you can find all sorts of different um, like drawings of all the different leaves and and greenery that there are and all the different stuff that you can use. You don't have to stick to eucalyptus. So this is a shift that we are seeing and I'm encouraging all of you to embrace the different greenery. Um and you know, you can always use eucalyptus as one of your add-ins, but um, you know, there's a lot of other awesome fun greenery that's really pretty out there. So we're definitely seeing a shift in that and more of like a garden look and um, I wanted to make sure I could drop some of that knowledge of those names on there.
1: That's great. Not to mention, guys, eucalyptus uh, attracts panda bears. So <laughs> if you don't want panda bears, because they love it, it's their favorite food, that and uh, bamboo. So Wait,
4: hold on.
2: Are you being for real?
1: <laughs> they eat eucalyptus. Yeah. Pandas eat eucalyptus and bamboo. I had no yeah.
2: idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. <laughs> so if you, if you want a lot of pandas at your wedding, load up the eucalyptus, they'll come running. So <laughs> you
2: know. Oh my God, you're funny. You're so funny. I thought I would
1: make light of it. So uh, guys, those are our tips. We did our question and then the wedding trend. We're going to be back in just a second with more Wedding Pro Radio right after this.
4: ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding.
3: DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding
1: celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio. Uh, We are in segment number three, and this is where we do our song countdown, which is sponsored by DJ Songlist, and uh, also I'm going to give you a DJ tip of the week, which will hopefully help you guys when you're uh, planning with your entertainment to do your music. Um, DJ Songlist is a great planning app, so we we use it here um, at our office, and DJs across the country are using it with their clients. Um, so download it. It's on the Apple App Store. Just go in and type in DJ song list download. It. It's only three dollars and ninety-nine cents, so it's not you know cheaper than a cup of coffee. So go get it because the aggravation it will save you when you're trying to pick music is gonna be huge. So Abby, my uh, my thought this week in DJ Tip of the Week is explicit songs. So Lately, or not even lately, the last ten or fifteen years, um, a lot of the language, especially in the urban urban songs and uh, uh-huh. some alternative songs, has just gotten off the hook. And you know, a big example of that is the Cardi B song uh, "Wap." And oh, gosh, yeah. And um, so, and anyway, I, I just had I had a debate with a couple of DJs uh, last week, and I just wanted to share the thoughts that we had talked about it. Um, I think you know if if you're going to have a wedding reception you're going to have a big cross-section of people you're going to have your parents and your parents friends your grandparents your grandparents parents friends aunts uncles not to mention your friends that are going to be there and if uh, i suggest not playing clean versions of songs as a matter of fact you and i talked about this my company we're one of the only companies in um in atlanta that all we have is the clean versions we never put Mm. in our library at all any of the explicit versions um, for this very reason because if you play an explicit version of a song you are going to offend somebody somebody there is going to be offended by the language that's coming through whether it's the grandma or whether it's a you know a friend from work or somebody is going to be offended if you el- you eliminate that though when you just play clean versions because there's so the, so there's it's a no win situation if you're gonna offend right. somebody by playing explicit songs, yeah, you may think it's cooler to maybe have some of the bad words in it and uh, and be a little more explicit. But in the end, somebody is gonna be offended. But if you stick to the clean versions, nobody's gonna be offended by that, and you're still gonna to get to hear the song you want to hear. I mean, it's edited, so you you know the words are out, but you still have the basic beat and the rhythm and the vibe of the song. So again, it's it's a it's a no win situation, I think, um, with playing explicit versions. So my advice would be that when you're doing your song list, um, ask your DJ if uh, if they play clean or explicit or clean versions of the songs for you because I think that's the way you want to go for a wedding. Now, if you're doing a club or you're doing a house party or we're doing a bunch of sorority events this weekend, I mean, I think that's fine as long as you ask the client's permission mm-hmm. and, and let them know that that's what's going to be happening and say, hey, do you want me to play explicit versions? Because some people do. But with a wedding reception, again, I think it's a no-win situation. Plan, plan, um, plan the explicit versions. What do you think?
2: When I, I think it's more of a like better safe than sorry situation. Absolutely, right? Like you're just it. It's one of those things where like let's not even try to cross that line because it's just not even worth worth dealing. Um, I would say my only, just only because my wedding was a New Year's Eve wedding right. and um, we partied, you know, well past midnight, right. which is is later than most weddings. Um, and I had <laughs> this is so there's a specific song I'm not going to say what it was okay. but there's a specific song I'm, I'm one of uh, five and I have four brothers so you can imagine my world was a little explicit growing up right um, and so we have one song that is really outrageous but we told our DJ like we want it played but it had to be played after 11 p.m. right because um, we had buses going to take people back to the hotel and so I knew by that point you know a lot of the older crowd, the people that would probably care about the explicit part would be gone. Right. Um. But you know, now I'm even looking back and I'm like, was even as you're talking, I'm like singing the lyrics in my head and I'm going, wow, I could have, like that was, it's a pretty bad, raunchy, um, not politically correct song. So I'm right. like, that could have really just, people have been like, what is she playing at her wedding? Right. So yeah, I mean, I see both sides for sure. Um, Now looking back, I am kind of like, I mean, I had a blast and we were all on the dance floor singing it, but like did, how many other people felt so awkward?
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know, Abby, you made a gr- great point. If you do want to do explicit versions, I personally I don't think one wa- to know why you'd want to do it unless it is like in Abby's case a family song that you guys are really, really uh, attached <laughs> to. But, yeah. but if you do want to do it, do it later in the evening. I will tell you that even with a clean version, that people will sing the words. So so the words that are being cut <laughs> out true. will get sung anyway. So, you know, it's not like you're missing a whole, a whole bunch anyway. I just think yeah. that the risk of offending somebody, I mean, you, yeah. you know, next thing... You, you don't want your mom to hear from a work colleague that they were at the wedding and, and couldn't believe that, that, you know, WAP was played. So, right, um, right, 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 right. You know, and by the way, if you listen to that song, it'll make your ears bleed if, uh, <laughs> if, if you don't like bad language because it is, it is oh, filthy, gosh. filthy.
2: Cardi B good at doing that, she, for sure. She is. I actually saw her in
1: concert with Bruno Mars, and, and it was uh, my poor... My, <laughs> my poor uh, Sunday school teaching wife about fell out of her chair, so she. Had oh my no idea god, what that's expect, funny. So, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had to prepare. Her, but anyway, so that is uh that is my DJ tip of the week on explicit music. I hope it awesome. helps somebody. You know, my my goal is to to not tell you what to do, but just give you options and let you think about things a little bit when yep. you are planning your music. And they're pretty much clean versions of just about every song out there. So um you know itunes is a great source for all that stuff and again it ties into the dj Songlist app so you guys can go search that kind of stuff so anyway Perfect. that is uh the tip of the week so abby we're gonna do a countdown and i know you were a country girl at heart so i thought i would do our top 10 country dance songs
2: yes let's do it
1: yeah and this these are songs guys that you can play at your wedding give to your dj or your band that uh they're pretty much guaranteed to get people up and dancing and the people love and uh just so you'll know, we uh, we have DJ Songlist sponsoring this segment, and they usually uh, we pull all the submissions from them, and then also I throw it out to the DJ community and have them vote on songs. Um, if you want to follow any of our lists, we have about fifteen lists up now, Abby. I think. Um, yes. Go to Spotify and go to DJ Songlist wedding WPR for Wedding Pro Radio. Yes. So DJ Songlist WPR. Follow us and you'll be able to pull all these lists so they can help you as well um, when you're looking at songs. So, let's talk some country music. So, coming in at number 10 on uh, on the top 10 country dance songs for weddings is Wagon Wheel.
2: Super classic. I'm pretty sure my mom and my brother danced uh, together at my brother's wedding to this song. Such a good song. It is. And good. I feel like any of these songs are great to get people up that maybe don't haven't been on the dance floor much in the night. A lot of times a country song can get people up and dancing, even if it's just like a couple's dance.
1: Yeah, they're also good sing-along songs, too. And this song yes. has two versions. There's Darius Rucker's version. There's also uh, Crow Medicine Show does Medicine a great show. version of this, too. So. Yep. Coming in at number nine, a 90s classic. Boot Scootin' buggy.
2: Yeah, this is one of those I was talking about. Get you up on the, get everybody up on the dance floor yeah. going.
1: And you can two-step line dance in this one too. So yep. it's a great one. Um, coming in at number eight, big and rich with save a horse, ride a cowboy.
2: This one surprised me. I don't, I don't hear it a lot down here, so that was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: well, you know, in your area, of Texas, they have what's called Texas country, so it's stuff like Pat Green and stuff like that. So it probably kicks Brooks and Dunn right we out of the have, list. We yes, do so. have Yeah,
2: that's that's a really good point. We have a ton of
1: Texas country. Yeah. Yes. So, um, coming in at number seven, a Georgia boy, little Zach Brown with chicken fried.
2: I don't think that I knew he was from Georgia.
1: Yeah, he. I Brown. love Zach Brown. You know who's from Georgia? Thomas Rhett. Zach Brown. I love Thomas Luke, Red. Luke, Luke Bryan.
2: Oh, my God. Jason Aldean. Wow. Oh, my God. I did not know that.
1: So this is a great one. And then, Abby, I know this one was one of your favorites. Coming in at number six, Copperhead Road by Steve Earle.
2: It's so weird. I don't know the psych- psychology behind it, you guys, but this song comes on. It doesn't matter how many times I've heard it, I will still get up and stomp my feet to it. I don't know why. It's just a thing. I, I, I love this song.
1: Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. Coming in at number five, little Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman.
2: Any Shania Twain song is good in my book.
1: Yeah, and Shania actually made didn't make the top ten twice, but she actually um, did uh, did in. I think I put 35 songs on the Spotify list, so you guys can go check them out, and she had a couple in there. So, um, coming in at number four, Garth Brooks with Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up.
2: This was a great one. I would have probably forgot to put this one on the list if I was making this list, but it's a really good song. Yeah, it is a great
1: song. And then coming in at number three, Garth Brooks again. So, we had two in the top five, Friends in Low Places.
2: Awesome. And this was, I mean, this one is like a great one to do right before, like towards the end of the night. I love this song, getting everyone on the dance floor singing this at the top of their lungs.
1: Yeah, and you know, it was our sing along song. Um, it made our sing along song list too, so people yep. love to sing this one too. Coming in at number two is Cotton Eyed Joe by uh, Isaac Peyton Sweat.
2: Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I wish people played this song more. I feel like I, I, it's kind of like lost its way at my wedding, but I, I want to bring it back.
1: Yeah, it's a fun song, and you know, when I play it, I usually mix it with Dixieland Delight by uh, the band Ooh. Alabama, and that's a great back-to-back combo. So.
2: All right, I need to see this in November, for sure. All right, sure. we'll do
1: that. <laughs> and the number one song um, on the country danceable dance songs that you can play at your wedding is Mr. Luke Bryan, another, former, another Georgia boy, with Country Girl, Shake It For Me.
2: Oh, yeah. I could just see him now with his yeah. skinny tight jeans shaking it. Yep. That's a great song. And this, great dancing song. This is the
1: big, uh, this this one was way ahead by all of them. I mean, it it, it was a huge number one. Um, on the list that we were doing more people voted for this than just about any song by a long shot so wow yeah yeah so guys if you want to check out our list all you have to do is uh go to spotify go to DJ dash wpr for wedding pro radio and you can follow i hope you guys enjoyed that these are all guaranteed to get some people who are country fans out on the dance floor at your wedding we're going to take a break and come right back and wrap up the show and uh, pay some bills be back with more wedding pro radio right after this
3: DJ Song List is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Songlist app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be.
4: ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas, with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding.
1: Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We had a lot of fun with the country countdown. Again, uh, DJ Songless sponsors that. So uh, top 10 country songs you can dance to or pick to have played at your wedding. That'll get people on the dance floor. Also, I enjoyed our evolution of the wedding industry <laughs> conversation, Abby.
2: Yeah, putting a positive spin on things. It's important to, you know, look half look at the glass half full instead of half empty.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We also, uh, if you guys want to get a question to us, Abby and I try to do at least a couple of questions every show, you can email me at rich, R-I-C-H, at weddingproradio.com or Abby A-B-B-I-E, at weddingproradio.com. Um, also want to thank the Phoenix Radio Network, where the show runs at 3 p.m. every Wednesday and 12 noon on Saturday and Sunday as a replay. And Big Talk Radio Del Marville, where it runs 12 noon on Saturday and Sunday as well. Also want to thank our sponsors, ACH Events, DJ Songlist, and Black Tie Events, which is my company. Um, Got some great stuff coming up in future shows, guys, so tune in. Abby and I are going to try to get uh, a lot more guests on the air, which I'm excited about, um, and have some surprise stuff coming up as well. Um, And you know what, Abby? I got a great compliment this week. I had a bride who said she just started planning her wedding and listens to a lot of radio shows slash podcast stuff for weddings. And she said ours was by far the best because we diversify our topics. We don't take one topic and talk it to death. We have the fun segments like the song countdown and the planner tip and the DJ tip and celebrity wedding news. And it it made me feel good about uh, the show and the direction that we're going with it.
2: Yeah, me too, and I love it. It's just like little—I call them like little nuggets of knowledge—to just be able to like empower people to just be really successful in planning their wedding. And guys, also, we're on social media, so interact with us, ask us questions there, share stuff, share it with friends if you know that you listen and someone else is getting married. Um, vendors, if you're listening, share it with your clients. We promise, like, we try really hard to make sure that we get input from all vendors. Um, we're not just from the planning and DJ perspective, but you know, just trying to help everyone be more successful in their wedding planning process, whether you're on the vendor side or the planning side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? Uh, we also, guys, if you want to reach out to us at WeddingProRadio.com, are looking for guests. So I'd love yes. to have a caterer on here to talk about food. We yes. haven't found one um, found one yet. I'd love to have, uh, we had Natasha as a high-end wedding planner. I'd love to interview a DJ on the West Coast because um, yeah. I know there are yeah. different ways of doing things on the West Coast than there are on the East Coast where I'm based. So um, if you guys want to reach out to us and get on the show, just let me know and uh, reach out to me, Rich R I C H at weddingproradio.com or Abby A B B I E at weddingproradio.com. And um, lastly, what I'd like to do is uh, tell you guys if you like our song lists, um, not only DJ the get the DJ Songlist app on the Apple App Store, but also subscribe to our Spotify page because it, it is great. There are some great songs on there, I know. That I go back and listen to some of that stuff when I'm just driving around in the car just because I like all the songs and usually with the top 10 list, Same. it's kind of the best of the best. <laughs> yep. So you're getting, getting yep. the best, whether it's the 90s category or the Motown or, or the other lists that we've done. And we're going to try to do a lot more for you. Um, hopefully we can break everything down so we'll have so many lists there that you guys can just go through and pick and choose and make your own playlist right right from the Spotify list or at least enjoy listening to it.
2: Yep, exactly. Absolutely.
1: So everybody have a great week. We appreciate you being out here and um, we appreciate you listening to the show. Tell your friends about the show and when to tune in or have them uh, go to their podcast platform and they can download it and listen to it. And uh, we will talk to you soon. And I am signing off for today for Wedding Pro Radio. See you guys soon.
0: Hey, girl. I know you got everybody looking. Got a little boom in my big truck. Gonna open up the doors and turn it up. Gonna stomp my boots in the Georgia mud. Gonna watch you make me fall in love. Get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor. Up on the toolbox, it don't matter. Down on the tailgate, girl, I can't wait to watch you do your thing. Shake it for the young bucks, sitting in the honky-tonks. For the rednecks rock until till the break of dawn.